0: Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very accomplished individual from the world of motorsports from Mumbai, India, Mr. Pratik Sonavani. Pratik, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Ashidosh. It's a great feeling to be here this, this afternoon. Yes.
0: Uh, Pratik is the Senior Marketing Manager of the Global Institutes of Sports Business. Uh, and he's the Indian National Car Racing Champion for twenty two twenty three. 23 um, So Prateek, let's start by asking you a simple question. And I'm sure you've been asked this many, many times. What got you into car racing? And uh, what did it take to become the Indian National Car Racing Champion?
1: Well, Ashutosh, this journey starts, uh, I think, way in the early 90s when uh, Pratik was about four years old, okay, watching TV at home, playing with his toys, and he sees a car scene on the TV and he just gets amazed by it. Mm-hmm. And my mom was sewing something in the house, so I just hopped onto a chair and started driving my imaginary car on a sewing machine. So that's where the love for cars was originated. Uh, fast forward, coming from a small town, you know, I went to start living in bigger cities. And that's where I got exposed to motorsport and got some idea about what it is. Mm. But uh, realistically speaking, I was just swayed by it knowing that oh, that's just too big and too glamorous for me to do something about it. Mm. Uh, but eventually, the passion and the love never actually diluted.
2: Mm.
1: And uh, in twenty late 2013, I was actually formally introduced to go-karting. And then in 2014, I started karting recreationally and 2015 is when I made a decision to, you know, start racing professionally and take it up as a uh, as a well-structured and a well-formal path to move forward with. Mm. Uh, growing up uh, as a 90s kid, you know, I always wanted to, so I, I don't know what uh, during 90, uh, the 90s and early 2000s, there were a lot of patriotic movies that came out, right? Yeah. So I grew up watching them and uh, I was always fascinated to do something for the country to have the Indian flag on your suit or on your dress, uh, wanted to join the army at a point of time. So you know that entire ecosystem of so many emotions uh, coming up at a young age Mm. Uh, and then actually cars and racing actually got my heart. Mm. So I wanted to become a national champion since 2015 and that's where my crusade actually began. Uh, Little did I know that it's going to be a fantastic journey. so 15, I started racing professionally. And uh, so I race in the Indian National Racing Car Racing Championship. And I have been racing in one make series. Uh, so one make series is essentially all race cars on the grid. The mm-hmm. 20 race cars are exactly the same okay. with power, construction, weight, and everything. The only differentiating factor uh, is the driver. Mm-hmm. So it's a level playing field. And I, I believe that's one of the best platforms to showcase your skill and talent. Mm. Uh, Hence, I've been doing that uh, since 15. And uh, in 18, I had I hit a very good patch, I started really, really progressing after like two to three years of racing. Mm. Uh, In 19, I almost uh, uh, became the Indian national champion, I actually lost the national title by a couple of points, but it was a fantastic season, nevertheless. Uh, uh, In the pandemic, we did not race. Uh, 2021, I came back into the racing uh, uh, space, with a very, very strong intent of, you know, taking the title home in 21. Mm. But the universe had different plans. Uh, 21, I think I finished uh, at my career's worst position ever. Mm. I finished fifth in the national championship. And that was quite a a striking experience for me because I was shaken. Mm. And uh, then it took a lot of uh, built up to step back into the game and make up the mind, you know, that regardless of the circumstances, I'm going to give it my absolute Mm. best, like innocent, unconditional effort Mm. and then see what transpires because I loved the process Uh, 2022 I started a full-time job in Mumbai again of course I've been working previously as well but 2022 I moved into Mumbai and uh, the job had a lot of responsibilities and a lot of commitments uh, expected from me Mm. but at the same time my heart was inclined towards going and getting that national title under my belt because I just couldn't stop you know Mm. and uh, so I I made a promise to myself that this year you're going to give a very unconditional effort towards winning the championship, mm. with nothing held back. So time doesn't exist. We're going to operate without getting exhausted. Mm. We're going to operate with full conviction that we are going for this title. And uh, mm. with systematic and a good discipline time, I was able to pull it off in 2023. I won the championship. In fact, I was leading the national ta- championship uh, title table from first race itself all the mm. way to the last. So, that's amazing. So that's how it transpired.
0: Amazing, and tell me, you know, for 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 someone like you who's a sports person, and you just mentioned you are working, how does your typical training day look like, and what do you prioritize in terms of fitness, skill development, and mental preparation? So, so as you see, right, I'm trying to, I'm I'm in this uh, unique
1: space where I have to juggle uh, two balls at once, yeah? yeah, or maybe three balls at once, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it is it is challenging, no doubt mm-hmm. about it. But I think the only way to overcome this challenge is with a very beautiful tool called as discipline mm-hmm. and consistency. So I try, I usually my training day starts with early around 6.37 in the morning where I start, I wake up, I meditate for a brief about 30 minutes, and then I step into my simulator training for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. So the first couple hours of simulator training essentially sets the tone for the rest of the day. Uh, I always like and I always prefer to step into a training session with a plan of action, mm-hmm. what I wish to achieve. Mm-hmm. And then you could uh, say that from 10 to 6 in the evening, 10 in the morning till 6 in the evening, the time is absorbed by my full-time job. Mm-hmm. Then 6 in the evening, I hop into the training session again for a couple of hours and I try to, you know, take off my uh, target list for the day. Mm-hmm. And this constitutes for about four hours of simulator training every day. Mm-hmm. Uh out of which three hours or two and a half hours is full drive time and the rest hour, hour and a half is essentially mm. strategy time and debrief time. Mm. Uh, alternate days in the week, I put in uh, workouts in the gym to ensure that my physical fitness is at par uh, with the level of competition expected. Uh, I've always firmly believed that fitness is as important as skill and technique when it comes to motorsport.
2: Right.
1: Uh, I just don't want to be a fast driver. I want to be a fast and the fittest driver. And I want to be a combination of these two elements, which really makes me perform hmm. when the time is, uh, when when it is needed to perform. Yeah. So when I'm under pressure, fitness helps me stay composed. Uh, my uh, my skill set and my simulator training helps me stay focused. Hmm. So I'm focused and relaxed at the same time with a combination of these two factors. Hmm. Uh, you know, usually weekends is given to rest and rejuvenate and just, you know, disconnect from the training. Uh, to just build up on the muscle memory, re- muscle memory relax the muscles, and then hop back into action Monday onwards. Mm-hmm. So that's very how impressive. it
0: usually looks fascinating, like. Fascinating, fascinating. And uh, car racing, Pratik, is as much about the machine as it is about the person who's driving the machine. How do you ensure, you know, your car has had the competitive edge on the track? So, <clears throat> you know, this
1: is a very interesting uh, uh, way to look at this uh, discussion point. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times, motorsport or racing is looked at as a very harsh movement uh, act. Mm -hmm. Like You have to break hard, you have to turn hard, like how you see in the movies, Mm -hmm. right? And everything's very fast paced and harsh. But Mm -hmm. the reality is, it's more like a contemporary dance. Mm -hmm. It's it's a beautiful act of balance. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of technical language I could maybe use to explain this, but I'm just going to keep it simple Mm -hmm. and crisp. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Essentially, you have to be gentle with the car, you have Mm -hmm. to care for the car and less mistakes will lead to higher reliability. Mm -hmm. So, and also that you have to have the awareness to maximize the performance. So as much as the car uh, is responsible for performance, I believe there's always going to be a 51% contribution of the driver Mm -hmm. to extract that performance out of the car. Now, what Mm. does the 49% constitute is also quite interesting because you have to understand the adaptability quotient. Mm. You know, what are the weather conditions you're racing in? What track you're racing in? What are are the competitors you're racing with? Which position are you racing, uh, starting the race from? Are you attacking? Are you defending? Mm. What is your ultimate goal in that competition? Are you trying to win the championship? Are you trying to be the fastest in that race? Are you trying to win this race? Mm. So there are a multitude of factors which come in. Mm. And that is, uh, then it brings me to the car setup, right? So, setting of the car is equally important. What tire mm-hmm. pressures you're running, what suspension settings you're running, how is your engine map running to give you the maximum power to, you know, whether you're getting faster acceleration, a better balance into a corner. There are so many different factors. And in order to utilize all of these different factors to the best of your ability, mm-hmm. discipline plays mm-hmm. the most important role. Mm-hmm. So, yes, car is important, but it's like any musical instrument. It is nothing without the artist. Absolutely right.
0: That goes yeah. without saying, of course. And do you have any kind of pre race rituals or habits that help you get into the zone on a race day?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think race days can be a very high pressure environment, yeah. uh, hands down. See, being a competitor, regardless of the sport, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're playing badminton, if you're playing, cricket you're playing chess or whether you're going to go and hop into a car to race I mean it's going to be a high pressure environment Mm -hmm. because uh there are two sides to this coin Mm -hmm. right first side is the preparation you put in Mm -hmm. and the second side of the coin is the outcome of the race or the competition so Mm -hmm. it is a high pressure uh, environment and uh, I firmly believe that self-talk and remembering your small wins through your training is Mm -hmm. very important uh uh I I believe in the saying that there's a rule of Mm -hmm. one-thirds that one-third of the time you're supposed to feel very crappy Mm -hmm. at your training sessions. Mm -hmm. Uh, The one-third of the time you're going to feel just fine and okay with your training sessions Mm -hmm. and there's just going to be that sweet spot one-third of the leftover where you're going to feel good about your training sessions. So as far as you're going through this ecosystem again Mm -hmm. and again and again and again that Mm. one third part of feeling very good at your training sessions is just going to keep growing. So Mm. that's why the small talk uh, is important. I think Mm. uh, this brings me to also believing and trusting in the process, Mm. right? Uh, Being an athlete performing at the national level, it is uh, a tricky space to have composure of your mind. Mm. Uh, Self-doubt can creep in, uh, situations can trigger you. So not that it's going to be easy all the time, but you have to remember why you're there, you need to revisit your why when time's mm-hmm. get, And uh, when you revisit your why, the more clarity you bring, uh, the easier it gets. Mm-hmm. So my pre-race rituals are usually to listen to a few songs before a session to get into the zone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I also set up a set of particular songs that I listen to when I really want to, you know, uh, pump myself up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do something uh, slightly unconventional. That is when I, whenever I've had a great training session while my practice is going on, right after the session, I associate that great feeling of a practice session with a few songs. Amazing. And I listen to those songs only after I've had like a fantastic practice session. Hmm. So when I go for my race day, and when I know that I need that extra juice of motivation, I replay those songs. And then this, the muscle memory and the good feeling kicks in. So just a few of those things and mm-hmm. uh, you know as i said revisiting your wife is important and with racing there's this uh, very high demand of having to operate at the limit Correct. right Correct. Uh, you're pushing the car to its limit you're trying to go as fast as you can you're attacking you're defending you're mm-hmm. you're trying to you know there are dogfights on the track i mean there's so much happening and mm-hmm. i think as much as a laser focus is expected to come out of you you need to be equally relaxed mm-hmm. Because if you're agitated, if you're frustrated, if you're angry, if you're trying to be aggressive, mm. none of those values operate well, when you're trying to do a contemporary dance. Mm. So as much as you
0: have to really perform very well, you have to find a way to stay composed and enjoy it. Mm. Well said, great response. Thank you. And Pratik, do, do you have a favorite racetrack in India, or perhaps internationally that you particularly enjoy or feel connected to and why?
1: So uh, in India, of course, uh, the Booth International Circuit uh, in Greater Noida is my favorite race track. Mm. In fact, that track has a special place, holds a special place in my memory because that track is where I got my first pole position. Wow! Uh, that track is where I've set the fastest lap record, which is still unbroken since 2018. Mm. Mm. Uh, I got my first career podium there. Uh, I got goosebumps on my body because uh, at the podium ceremony they played the Indian National Anthem and I was like, is this a dream come true? Someone pinch me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but coming back to the track and why I love that track is I think the architecture and the geography of the track is mm-hmm. excellent. It's got a fantastic flow to it. Uh, Buddha international circuit is also regarded as one of the top five fastest mm-hmm. formula One tracks. So the average speeds throughout the track are quite higher. Mm-hmm. So that's where it becomes quite exciting because as higher the average speeds of a race track go, the more precision is expected out of you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and it is overall quite a challenging track to drive at. And mm-hmm. that's what makes me fall in love yes. with it again.
0: Well said. Yeah. And the other perspective I wanted from you was that um, motorsports has traditionally been seen as male dominated. Yeah, uh, I'd love to get your perspective. Do you see this changing? yes. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, I think India, uh, I'll talk about the Indian motorsport industry to begin with. I think when it comes to uh, participation and uh, participation from different genders, there's a lot more, uh, there's a spike in female participation in India. Mm. Uh, And I firmly believe that if not more, but females, female participants bring equal amount of talent, uh, hard work and determination to the game. And if not faster, they are as fast as male uh, male champions. So mm-hmm. it is getting better, uh, but there are two sides to it, right? Mm-hmm. Previously, motorsport was considered as a, as a stereotype that it is only for men. Mm-hmm. But nobody ever asked women to not come and race. So mm-hmm. eventually, the the narrative is changing. Eventually, mm-hmm. there is a bigger acceptance, and I think gender equality is going to play a
0: major role moving forward. Right. Right. Well said. Uh- couple of more questions and I want to move to the Global Institute of uh, Sports and Business. Yeah, uh, How do you balance the adrenaline rush of racing, which is, you know, you put on your favorite playlist before you go after a good training session, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera, with the demands of everyday life, uh, which is nine to six in an office, talking to customers, talking to people, relationships, and your own personal commitments.
1: I mean, from the outset, it's it's exhausting. I can imagine. Uh, but, no. uh, but I think uh, I think if we leave my racing thing out of it, hmm. daily life, everyday commitments, hmm. your personal life, relationships, yeah. all of these are such fundamental pillars Correct. of who we are and where we gain our sense of achievement, a sense of satisfaction, a sense of belongingness from. Hmm. Uh, but yes, everyday life is challenging. Uh, I live by myself in the city of Mumbai. I try to manage my entire personal life along with my family commitments and responsibilities. So it does take a lot of your uh, you know, time and effort to ensure that all of those uh, functions are, are running smoothly. Hmm. But at the same time with your job, there are a lot of expectations. Hmm. The organization I work with, I would never want to let them down regardless of who I'm working with, I would not want to let them down because I am as equally and as valued valued, uh, member of the team as anybody else is, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I don't want a go free ticket just because I'm competing. I would want to be 100% committed to my cause at my job. So that brings in, you know, that aspect brings in a lot of accountability, responsibility, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of challenges, let's not forget. Uh, So these things, of course, are quite demanding. Mm. But at the same time, you know, you have to realize that you have to manage your personal life a lot. Of this. And uh, then there's relationships, you got to uh, manage and then there's family. You gotta manage. So mm. you need to really uh, embrace the fact mm. that what journey are you on? Mm. Yeah, when you can see your goal a year, two years, three or maybe five years down the line, you know, which direction you're going, in, you know, which horizon are you chasing, you will gain the ability to settle for a compromise well on said. one of these departments, right? Settled, so yeah. sometimes you may or may not get the privilege or have the privilege to go out and party with your friends. Mm. I mean, being being like, being like late 20s, early 30s, I wanna go out and meet people, yes. I wanna go out and party, but sometimes you don't have the privilege because your why of becoming a national champion, is way more uh, influential and it's really? a way more gravitating than the short-term desire of going out and partying tonight. Mm-hmm. So you got to realize that there's going to be a compromise. You got to realize that there's going to be a little bit of a sacrifice involved. Mm-hmm. But the loved ones will stay. Absolutely. The loved ones will support you. Yeah, Because that's what makes them the people that really understand you. They realize the worth of your goals in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's be real. if you If you happen to lose a few friends in the process, a few... People in the
0: process. Mm. That's the price you pay for living a life like this. Absolutely well said. Great response. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, My last question uh, related to the car racing who have been some of your inspirations? And second part is more important what next for Pratik Sonavani? When do we see you in the F1? Oh,
1: wow. So I think, uh, so I'll take up the inspiration. Uh, point first. Uh, So I've been been, of course, uh, initially the inspiration was that I want to become a champion. So I got to figure out a way to Mm. understand what it needs to become a champion
2: Mm.
1: and then along this journey is when you start putting an anchor on an individual Mm. who you look up to and maybe follow their footsteps. Mm. So uh, the initial phase of my career, my inspiration was myself and my dream. Mm because I used to see myself there. And as the journey progressed, I started getting inspired by an athlete, uh, seven-time world champion, Mm. uh, Mr. Lewis Hamilton, who drives a Mercedes. uh, 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 So there are so many values that I really admire of Lewis. Mm. Consistency, there's, there's just this unshaken belief and there's this, this incredible performance that Lewis brings to the table, along with a lot of wisdom. And mm-hmm. those virtues is what makes him such an incredible person. Like, mm-hmm. no matter what happens, he's at such a stature where he has all the attention in the world. He's he's a big name. He's a celebrity. But yet he's so well connected to his roots, mm-hmm. to his why of why he wants to race. And he still revisits it mm-hmm. uh, frequently. And that's what brings that's such originality to the concept of having him as an inspiration. So uh, becoming a world champion, oh, wait, I'll start again. Uh, the opportunity to drive in Formula One is fantastic. Mm. To compete in the top three in Formula One is incredible. Mm. But to become a world champion is something out of this world. But to become a seven-time world champion and still having the hunger to go out mm. there and perform. Mm. Man, I love that. Yeah, and Absolutely. that's what I want to live for. Yeah, like you just don't want to be the best. You want to be unconditionally, undisputedly mm. the the person who loves the process, mm. and I think the results will just fall into place. The results will follow. So, Lois Hamilton is
0: my inspiration. Amazing, and my second uh, point.
1: Yeah, uh, coming to what's next for Pradeek sinha So after becoming the 2020-23 uh, national champion, I have been promoted to race in the India's most elite uh, touring cars racing category, okay. which is the ITC, the Indian Touring Cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just waiting for a call from my team to let me know when the car's ready so we can just go racing. So mm-hmm. just waiting for those couple of uh, confirmations and mm-hmm. then we'll be back on the racetrack soon. Amazing,
0: amazing. So uh, I've got time for maybe one or two questions on the Global Institute of Sports for Business, I could would love to keep talking to you about car racing. But uh, given the fact that you spend so much of your time working as well. Yeah. For our viewers and listeners, tell me a little bit about what does Global Institute of Sports Business do? And what are, what are its core objectives? So, uh... First of all, the place I work at, I love it
1: because their mission and their values and their vision is something that I very, very strongly associate myself with. So GISB, uh, the Global Institute of Sports Business, uh, we are an industry design and industry-led sports management uh, institution. Uh, GISB provides uh, postgraduate programs in sports management, which are, I think, the only one in all of Asia to have this level of pedagogy and uh, delivery style. So Uh, The concept of GISB originated from our parent organization, which is India on Track, the sports Mm -hmm. agency in itself, Mm -hmm. uh, having so much access to all the sporting developments in the country, uh, we realized uh, or uh, our uh, uh, top management realized that we need to have a formal structure of providing sports management education to people in India. Mm -hmm. And it needs to be very, very well industry connected because there's nothing like that uh, existing in our educational ecosystem as of right uh, before GISB. Mm. And that's how GISB was conceptualized. So because there was lack of practical training, because there were lack of specialized information Mm. about sports management in India and all the options that were available were abroad. So we could we could foresee that a lot of students are spending a lot of lot of money to go outside India study, Mm -hmm. learn everything about that country, and then have a lot of restrictions when it comes to visa and work permits. Mm. And then they used to come back to India based on the education they've gained and then there was a massive disconnect
2: because mm. they've
1: learned about US or UK and their sporting ecosystem and the industry and then they used mm. to come back to India and they used to be like, okay, we don't really understand what's happening in India because it's mm. different, right? Yeah. Our yeah. cultures are different, our ways are different. Mm. So we wanted to bring a rock solid, very capable, uh, strongly industry driven and practical program mm. into Indian um, Indian. Uh, land with, mm. where students could, you know, become the future
0: sports leaders Amazing. in the Indian sports industry. Mm. Mm. Well said. So Pratik, I have time for one more question. I'm going, I'm going to come back to you now. Um, and this is for the many, many, many people who will listen to our conversation. A lot of them will probably aspire to be sports people. What based on your own success is the fact that you've reached the Indian National Champion, and hopefully we'll see much more of you and on the international level as well. What would you say are three lessons, you would want a lot of our young viewers and listeners to take away uh, from your own journey? Wow, I mean, <laughs> I think uh,
1: I'm going to keep it very plain and simple. Absolutely. Because uh, the beauty is not in a very complicated answer. The beauty Correct. is in the simplicity of it. Correct. Uh, I want people to know, whoever's listening to us, our Mm. conversation right now, is that no matter what you choose to achieve in life, Mm. uh, whether it's you want to climb the Everest, whether it's wanting to become a CEO of a company, or whether it's wanting to become a national champion, Mm. just remember, it is possible to do it. Mm. And the way to do it, and the way to accomplish it is by being disciplined, Mm. and by being committed. Mm. A lot of us uh, uh, misunderstand the meaning of hard work. Hard Mm -hmm. work is nothing else, but Staying disciplined, correct. So, stay disciplined, mm. be consistent, and do not—I repeat—do not take your eyes off the prize.
0: Mm. And, and on that nose, on that note, uh, Prateek, thank you so much for speaking to me. I think your three lessons were amazing. Whatever you choose, it can be done. Which you said: be disciplined, be committed, be consistent, and keep your eye on the prize. Uh, I also loved what you told me about the one third rule of training, uh, and how important uh, that one third is when you're feeling high after your training. And you also told me during our conversation that there are times when you would want to go out, but you don't have can't go out because training is important, next day is more important. And those are sacrificing as sacrifices I think you have made, and I'm sure you'll continue to make. Thank you Pratik, for speaking to me about your own amazing journey from a four-year-old sitting on his little chair, Uh, with an imaginary steering wheel to now being India's uh, national car racing champion. Thank you for talking to me about so many different aspects of car racing. I learned many, many new things from you today. Thank you again for speaking to me and good luck. Thank you
1: so much, Ashutosh. This was a pleasure.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You, videocast and podcast. A platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for The Brand
2: Called You.